0: Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. This is Jason DeMars, and this is our daily morning podcast. You can get in contact with us at jasondemars.com and can ask any questions or submit any prayer requests or testimonies to me. We'd be glad to take those things before the Lord. Um, And if there's any questions you have, answer you either on the podcast, if it's appropriate, or privately as well. Um, we're going to continue on. Uh, I believe this is Ephesians part 18. Forgive me if I got that wrong, but I'm pretty sure today, yesterday was part 17. Today is part 18. And we're going to do a little bit of um, uh, carryover from last time, looking at uh, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 21. I'm going to do my best to keep this around 10 minutes each day. I've been going over, uh, way over that, sometimes 20 minutes, sometimes 15 minutes, so I'm gonna, but I'm going to try to keep it around uh, 10 minutes of teaching each and every morning, Monday through Friday, of course, not not Saturday and Sunday, but Monday through Friday. Okay, Ephesians 5, wives submit yourselves or subordinate yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. So the, the Christ is the head of the man, the husband, the husband is the head of the wife. okay So there's a natural progressive progression um, of headship. Uh, it doesn't say that the pastor is the head of the, the man and the pastor is the head of the woman. No, it says the husband is the head. Verse 23, husband is the head of the wife. So the husband is in a leadership position. People hear this, and especially in modern sense, they say um, this is speaking about the old uh, patriarchal way of doing things, and it's putting women under uh, under subjection and under the thumb and they must be obedient to their husbands and, and so on and so forth And it, as though it's a bad thing. Um, a husband is to be the protector of his wife. He is to be the guarder of her safety, of her, of her uh, uh, well-being. He's to be the provider. That's what all this is speaking of. Christ is our provider. Christ is our protector. Christ is our guardian. Christ is our savior. Christ is who takes care of us. And it's not a bad thing. It's not a negative thing. It's it's completely supposed to be a positive thing. The husband isn't there to be beating his wife and forcing her to to, to do things against her will. True... Husbandly leadership is something his wife adores and rejoices in and is thankful for. It's not a controlling everything that she does and manipulating her using fear, using um, uh, mental tactics that cause her to make her think she's crazy. No, it's not controlling by fear. It's serving with love. It's understanding I'm the one that puts the food on the table, takes care of my wife, puts the food on my table. I'm responsible for that. I'm responsible for the safety and protection of my wife and home. I'm responsible for her emotional needs. I'm to care for her heart, to love her with tenderness, to be sure that she's emotionally taken care of. Uh, mentally taken care of, physically taken care of. We're to be as, as Christ is the Savior. The husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Verse 24, therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Verse 25, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. We'll stop there for a moment. So this is a radical revelation in the day of Paul. Husband is to love his wife, not merely use her to produce children and heirs for himself, and then go for uh, pleasure to the, 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 um, uh, the temple where they have cult prostitutes or use his servant. He's to be fully devoted to his wife alone. He's to have one wife. He's to be her head. He's put to be her physical, emotional, and spiritual head, to be her provider, to bless her, to build her up. And she, in turn, when a husband is behaving like that, she, in turn, is then to be subject or subordinate to her husband. Now, if her husband is not behaving like this, if he's manipulating, if he's treating her like a doormat, um, if he's uh, using his power to overpower her, uh, even in an emotional sense, um, he's not right. And she, of course, would have no heart to submit to him. Now, she should do it anyhow out of a reverence to Christ as long as it's not an openly abusive relationship. She should, through her submission, win her husband's heart to true love and to the genuine reality of Christ. And yet there's some circumstances where if a husband is physically, emotionally abusive, she should speak to him with a counselor, with a pastor, and she should move away from that situation where it's been damaging. And of course we talk about that in our series on marriage and divorce that we go through, but um, it's important the husband is to lead his wife with love, with self-sacrifice, willing to lay down his life for her spiritual, emotional, and physical well-being. He's not to be in the position where my wife just serves me, I just sit, she brings everything to me, she takes care of me. That's not the picture that's giving. Uh, The wife is is to submit to her husband. The wife is to serve her husband, but he is to serve her also. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ lo- also loved the church. We're to love hus- men, we're to love our wives in the same manner that Christ loved the church. He gave himself, he gave his life, he gave his body as a sacrifice to to save and to heal and to to. To deliver his wife from sin and evil. Verse 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. I just want to mention something. My daily prayer uh, for myself is that the Lord Lord would give me strength and, and correction to help me love my wife, even as Christ loved the church and, we fall short of, short of it, men. We do. But it should be our daily desire and our daily prayer that he might sanctify and cleanse it with wash, with a washing of water by the word. Now we're going into prophecy. Christ shed his blood that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Now we turn into how that blood becomes effective is the washing of the word. The preaching of and the teaching, and, and the meditating on, and the reading, and the study of the word washes the bride. But it has to be not a perverted word, it has to be a perfect word that washes the bride because he's to present, verse 27, present it, the church, the bride, to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So he's Christ will present his church by a perfect restored word of the apostles doctrine he will take that restored and perfect word and make from it a perfect washed bride that's without spot or wrinkle amen we'll close there if you have any questions prayer requests or testimonies contact me at jasondemars.com may the lord richly bless you